0: The system currently operates as a pilot project. A facial recognition system is a technology capable of identifying or verifying a person from a digital image or a video source. This system works by comparing selected facial features from a given image with faces within a database. Martial arts guru and Hollywood star Steven Siegel said he wants to become. The governor of Primorsky region, the results of the recent election there have been annulled over complaints of numerous violations. Siegel told reporters that his ancestors came from the Russian Far East and that he wanted to know more about the region and eventually become its governor. Siegel was granted Russian citizenship two years ago. Ella Pavlova, the head of Russia's Central Election Commission, told the Govetet Moscow radio station that while the U.S. actor does have the right to run for office as a Russian passport holder, he may be barred from doing so. If if he holds more than one citizenship. And finally, Moscow's Circle of Light Festival has just set two Guinness World Records. One for creating the largest water screen projection and the other for the highest number of flame projections launched simultaneously. The Circle of Light Festival brought together multimedia artists from across the world. The challenge was to create brilliant fireworks and eye-catching art performances among the buildings used for the video mapping performances for the Bolshoi Theatre, Moscow State University and Fedin Ha. We rated 5 out of 10 on roads this summer, including to our interactive map. Driving time to and from Sheremetyevo airport is around an hour. You'll spend about an hour and a half on your way to the Majedova in around 60 minutes to get back into central Moscow. Driving time to Vnoga airport is an hour each way. Weather. 15 degrees in Lima, 23 in London, 33 in Lisbon. It's quite chilly here in the Russian capital, plus 8. And that's all the news for now. Valeria Pekovina is Stay tuned for more.
1: Capital M, Moscow.
2: With Alan Moore. Good evening, listeners, and welcome to May on Europe's number one English-language radio sports show. This is Capital Sports. I am Alan Moore. I'm very, very happy to be here tonight. I almost didn't make it, but you are really going to enjoy the next hour of your life. For what comes after, well, that is up to you and what you want to do with your life. So, listen, we have a huge, huge giveaway worth more than fifteen thousand rubles. Yes, we love you all that much. Now, I know our listeners in Turkey, Ireland, and UK and USA, just to mention four uh, countries, where in the last week alone more than 2,000 of our shows were downloaded and many, many more times were listened to for our podcast, of course. I know our podcast listeners, you guys won't be able to win the prizes and be with us, but thank you for listening, so let's get down to it. We had another superb Champ Talks last week at the Tolerance Centre with Slovak hockey legend Julius Hudacek. He was our special guest. He was absolutely excellent. We'll have that video up for you next week. Uh, You really want to catch up with him because he was, not only was he hilarious, he was brilliantly insightful and, you know, truly was a it was a pleasure and an education to interview him. Uh, tonight, what have we got for you? Well, we've got hockey to catch up in because there are KHL games going on right now. We have uh, UEFA Champions and Europa Leagues. We have Russian and English Premier Leagues. We have Russian Cup Football, which is some games have already finished today and a few more are going on right now. We'll have a little boxing and we'll also have a reflection on Russia being admitted back into the Fold. We have uh, Andy McLean here beside us. Very good evening, Alan. We have Peter P. Hello. We will have Alex B. He'll be with us later. Uh, Nikki Stacey is taking, I don't know, doing an Instagram story right now. So I'll just wave to her. So anyone who's watching us online as well, Well, you know what I'm talking about. So, And coming up soon, we will have Paul Little all the way from lovely Wicklow. And Well, I was going to say the south of Dublin. It is south of Dublin, but it is not the south of Dublin. So, okay, let's kick off with the Champions and Europa League uh, as we enjoyed the first round of matches last week. And it wasn't all bad for our Russian clubs. At the top table, Barcelona, they put four past PSV Eindhoven in a pretty predictable win. Inter Milan, they came from behind to beat Spurs 2-1. And as we reported, of course, last week, Liverpool, they won a Barnstormer basically no defences at all being on the field against PSG they won that 3-2 Bayern they won 2-0 at Benfica Man City had a little pep in their step shall we say uh, or had a very little pep in their step uh, as they lost 2-1 at home to Francis Lyon Real Madrid they whipped Roma 3-0 Man United and Juve they both won as we know both away from home Loco They sadly lost 3-0 in Istanbul against Galatasaray and proved that even if you have more possession of the ball, they had 52% possession against Galatasaray's 48. It means nothing unless you put it in the back of the net or, well, if you don't prevent the opposition from doing the same thing to you. This guy, they came back from two down to draw in uh, Pilsen, uh, drew 2-2 of course, and proving that you can do something with kids. Over in the Europa League, there were some cracking matches, of course. Ludogorets of Razgrad of Bulgaria, they somehow managed to lose 3-2. They were uh, 2-0 ahead at home and then lost 3-2 against Bayer Leverkusen. The fizzy drink derby between Leipzig and Salzburg ended with the Germans coming back from two down to lose to an 89-minute goal at Home. So they came back from 2-0 down to go 2-2 and then lost at home against the Austrians. In the other Group B game, we'll uh, chat about that in just a minute with uh, Andy McLean, the, the Celtic, the uh, Glasgow variety, they won 1-0 against visitors Rosenborg of Norway. Zenny they drew 1-1 away in Copenhagen, which is a pretty decent result given the Danes are a handy enough side to have to face this round. Dino with uh, Zagreb, they punished Fenerbahce 4-1 at Zagreb's Max with naturalised Russian Roman Neustadter, he scored for the Turks. Uh, Turks, not the Turks. Turks. Right. Uh, Arsenal, they won 4-2 against Poltavo of Ukraine at the Emirates. The Ukrainians scored two. Well, we, we, everyone's joking that they scored two consolation goals when the Gunners are already showered and gone home. Well, mentally, that is. Okay. Milan, they were the spoiled sports in Luxembourg. They beat Dooland 1-0 in front of almost 8,000 uh, fans, an absolute capacity crowd there in the little tiny stadium up in Luxembourg City. Glasgow's other team, Rangers, they didn't do too bad for Steven Gerrard. They drew 2-2 in Spain with Villarreal Spartak. Well, they were cut for pace by Rapid Vienna and lost 2-0. And as we reported last week, Denis Glushkov, he didn't travel and his personal issues seem to just grow thanks to social media. his issues, family issues at home with his wife and so on. But I think it's, uh, I don't know, it is weighing him down a wee bit. But, um, Eintracht Frankfurt, Mayo Muckers, they won 2-1 two, two away in Marseille. Of course, that game was played behind closed doors. Lazio, they beat Apollon Limassol 2-1 at home. Krasnodar, you know, they're in a pretty tough group and when we saw Sevilla destroying a very good uh, standard of the age team, uh, it didn't look good for anyone else and everyone else playing for second place. But Krasnodar, they did their job and they won 1-0 against Turkey's Aki Sarspor. I will get that right eventually. Rennes, they won 2-1 at home to check out with Jablonitz And the Soviet Derby between Dino Mokiev and Asna ended in a 2-2 draw. Finally, finally, in Group L... All the letters of the alphabet have been used this year in the uh, Europa League, almost. Chelsea won 1-0 in Athens against Pauk, and Bate Borisov won 2-0 in Budapest against Molvidi. Right, at this point I'm going to bring in Mr Andrew McLean for his thoughts on just what's going on in Europe. So, Andrew, Andrew, was it a good first
3: round of matches in Europe? I think a bit of a worrying one for a few of the English clubs. Uh, Obviously Spurs and Man City both going down 2-1. Spurs in calamitous fashion at the end at at the San Siro. Uh, or, um, yeah, it's alternative. Yeah, Matt, um, Man City, the wheels came off their season two years ago against Celtic when they slipped up in the Champions League. This season, first game again, another slip up, and I'm just wondering whether Leon, and obviously Anto- and Anthony Lopez in goal had an absolute cracker, but I just wonder whether Leon might instigate a few tactical switches for teams playing against Man City in the Premier League.
2: Well, I think with Man City, I mean, like, everyone's sort of looking at them and how they play in the Premier League with this, like, high energy and running, running, running. I mean, Lyon proved that they are not unbeatable.
3: Yeah, they sat sat very deep at times, but they had pace wide going into areas and they capitalised on the mistakes. Obviously, that one from Fabian Delph for the first goal was, I mean... Catastrophic. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, elsewhere... Manchester United, despite all that's going on, got a, a cracking result at the, um, I won't say the name of that stadium either, uh, against Young Boys. That sort of put their season back on track momentarily. Until last night. Until last night. And then... Well, actually, until today, because last night, OK, they lost against a decent derby team, but it's only the Carabao
2: the, the League Cup, as it used to be known. But then this morning, that, 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 that video, video. Of, of, of Pogba, and then Pogba's internet, um, Instagram Post afterwards. I mean, it doesn't look good at Man United.
3: It seems like Mourinho, who has kind of kept control of every dressing room bar the last three that he's managed, is is at it again. I, I really don't understand whether he thinks that Pogba's not above the club and he is, or vice versa. Because any club, if they're going to sack someone, they sack the manager, not the player. Yeah.
2: And I mean, again, the, 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 it, it's easy to to uh, you know pay off one manager, Dan. Eleven players or fifteen players? So, exactly. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, all right. So we're going to have a little bit of a look ahead. Uh, so on Tuesday next week, this—I mean, look—next week, next week, uh, they are absolutely tremendous. They're tremendous matches on boards Peter, do you want to give us a bit of a rundown on what's what's uh, going on next week? Because we have three uh, huge clubs in Moscow. Yeah, next week. yeah,
4: yeah. On Tuesday, CSKA have European giants Real Madrid in town. Kick-off is at ten PM. Ten PM at Luzhniki,
2: and there are some tickets still available, I believe. What do you reckon with that, Andy? Is that is that like just a,
3: you know, no win, no low news uh, kind of uh, for for Cisco? I think it's fantastic timing as well because it's the Madrid derby on Saturday night. So I think Real Madrid's uh, attention will be on that game as opposed to this one. So they could catch them cold, literally. So you're saying there is a chance? I think there's a small chance. Okay. Next up, Peter.
4: Yeah. Uh, less than 24 hours later, Lokomotive hosts Schalke uh, at RGD Arena, and kickoff is at eight. And as we speak, there are very, very few tickets left for
2: that one. That is true. That 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 is actually going to be a seller because a lot of people want to see Schalke. They're not doing that well. Uh, they're bottom of the, the Bundesliga in 18th position. We'll talk about that with uh, Paul Little in the next segment. But that that's a good chance for Loko as well. Key former players playing as well. Exactly, oh, uh, fan yeah. Far, fan Haubis as well. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Okay, Pete.
4: Yeah, uh, on Thursday evening at 12 p.m., the Yellow Submarine surfaces at, at Cretia Arena as
2: Spartak play Valerio. I like that the uh, Yellow Submarine, which is actually the name of Villarreal. I mean, okay, Spartak. Yeah, you know, Spartak have nothing to lose. I mean, but do you think, like, do they have a chance? Because
3: uh, their season is starting to wobble a wee bit. I think they have a lot to lose in this game. Um, Obviously, the result against CSKA in the derby was maybe a bit disappointing simply because they were looking good for large parts of the game. And, I mean, it was a really timid, timid performance against uh, Rapid in Vienna.
2: Yeah, very, very poor, very poor. Which means, I mean, that if you look at it, like, Rangers must be, like, licking their chops looking at those who teams.
3: I think Steven Gerrard might be quite excited at the moment just to the fact that Villarreal haven't really kicked in yet. Um, they obviously got a point away, which is vital for them. And yeah, Spartak and Rapid look vulnerable. Okay, what, what do we have for Tuesday as well to have a look out for, Peter?
4: Yeah, a couple of picks for Tuesday. Uh, we have Europe, European champions uh, Bayern Munich and Ajax Amsterdam
2: and Manchester United against uh, Valencia. Okay, now that's that's not bad, actually. You, like I, I, the, the Bayern and Ajax one is the one that I would really love to have a look at.
3: Yeah, Ajax, perhaps slow starters against AK Athens, but ended up winning 3-0. Bayern again just seem to keep ticking things over Every single game they keep churning out a result
0: Okay yeah, An interesting
3: uh, one. And United against Valencia Valencia haven't had a great start to the season either So again, this could be perhaps Mourinho extending his stay for another two weeks Okay, good on him Okay, Peter, next up
4: Yeah, uh, Neapoli and Liverpool and Spurs, uh, and Spurs and Barcelona are the biggies to watch uh, uh, After enjoying, of course, the, the
2: local match yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, because Napoli-Liverpool, that is going to be two very, very good sides. South of Italy, Mafia all around against the Mafia from up
3: on the Scousers going down. So no matter what, it's going to be fun. Just to mention that you said the early one there. I'm actually quite enjoying the two early games in the Champions League.
2: I, I, was, I was kind of iffy and sniffy about it until then I started looking at it as it was developing and thinking, oh, I could actually watch two matches in a row.
3: Yeah. I can never get enough, really. I mean, I know lots of people say, <laughs> "Oh, we're being saturated with football; it gets boring." But for me, it's fantastic. Never get enough. Okay,
4: Peter, next up. Uh, in the Europa League on Thursday, Zen have uh, Slavia Prague over for uh, a 7:55 kickoff. Uh, Krasnodar have Sevilla in Krasnodar at 10 p.m. Nothing else to major to absorb in Europa League. Although Salzburg and Celtic at eight, and Rangers and Rapid Vienna are both
2: interesting to see uh, how Scotland and Austria match up. Yeah, what you reckon? I mean, that's—I mean, it's big, big games for Scotland right now. I mean, they, they have to, to start. They have to win those
3: games. Well, it's vital for us because obviously there's a lot of pressure being. Us put being on us being Celtic or Rangers? Uh, sorry, Celtic. Okay. Um, yes. As a journalist, you might be neutral, by the way. Scotland. Yeah, yeah Scotland. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously Rangers have kicked into some great momentum, and there's a real chance against Rapid, who I think are probably the most underwhelming out of all of the Austrian side, sides competing this year. Yeah, um, and yet Salzburg proved that they're real, real big, big hitters, and I think they probably should have been in the Champions League, but obviously just fell short.
2: Yeah, they've huge money. They've a lot. They've a lot backing them, and so on. So they 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 have that um, you know going for them. I guess you could say. And uh, What about like? Sevilla down in Krasnodar, Sevilla have, like, you know, they're, of course, Europa League champions and so on. I mean, they're very, very good sides, good players, well coached. Krasnodar, it's, 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 it's a hiding to nothing.
3: Yeah. I mean, it'd be an interesting homecoming for Quincy Promes as well.
2: Well, that's what I think. Well, homecoming, homecoming of sorts. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Of sorts down in the south. Uh, Zenit, I mean, they, they're, they're looking good together, that group. I mean,
3: Slavia Prague, they're um, so-so. S- Slavia Prague have turned it back on this season, I'm um, uh, because you we, lived in Prague, so, I mean... Yeah, you, you I mean, noticed when, when, when I was there, they were certainly the underdog in, in, in the capital city. And we had Victoria Pilsen pushing on and Slovan Liberec. But this season, Slavia seemed to be the team to beat.
2: Okay, that's going to be interesting. Okay, now we're going to go out to the break in just a moment, but I will just give you a heads up because right after the break, we're going to uh, ask our questions. So we'll get ready to, to message and phone in on plus plus seven nine two five one 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 zero five three. As I said, 15,000 rubles worth of a gift. The big, big prize. Uh, we've got this Saturday, Locomotive Home to Achmed Grosny. You can win tickets. VIP, ultra VIP tickets to this. And also, you'll be in with a chance. Whoever messaged in tonight, you'll be in with a chance to win two tickets two tickets to the Champions League game next week between Lokomotiv and Schalke No Fear okay that of course is courtesy of Lokomotiv Moscow and Capital FM the question it will be relatively simple so get ready to get on the phone to us right we're going to break go to to the break with a song Uh, we'll come back with of course Paul Little Uh, and this song is going to get you in the mood for what is going to lie ahead so as we take a little bit of a breath here this is Kevin Rudolph and let it rock
1: Capital Sports With Alan Moore I see your dirty face
5: Ruin rock rubbing, rap running, miles like it's trying to get a fresh stomach. Like Wayne, a personal trainer, my aim is perfect. i yeah, period. Like the reminder,
1: I wish I could be. and listen to the BCM radio show every Friday on Capital FM Moscow 105.3 Every Friday at 1 a.m. on Capital FM Moscow I like the way you do your... Capital commercial Я сделаю вам предложение, от которого невозможно отказаться. Жить в клубном небоскребе Нева Тауэрс в центре Москвы. Наслаждаться частным парком с бассейном, роскошной инфраструктурой, В ваших собственных апартаментах. Думаю, комментарии излишни. Просто звоните. Звездочка 3101. Бесплатно со всех мобильных. Проектная декларация на nevatowers.ru Застройщик ООО towers Квартира с отделкой в Новой Москве. Жилой комплекс «Южная Бунина» от группы компаний «МИЦ». Ищите нас по запросу Южная Бунина или звоните 495-152-0505. ООО Московский ипотечный центр Миц. Проектная декларация на сайте
6: ww.mits-defizbudina.ru Alan Moore
2: Welcome back, folks. Uh, we are here, of course, in an Aboriginal tower in Moscow City, almost downtown Moscow, just across from the river. It is cold out there. But we're going to warm you up with some very, very good conversation. Of course, we didn't say about our previews, news, interviews, and so on and so forth, because we'll get that a rest for next week. So right now, we are going to give you the question to win that 15,000 rubles worth of tickets to VIP Ultra Deluxe Tickets. Courtesy of Lokomotiv Moscow and Capital FM, of course, to the game this Saturday evening kicks off at 7 o'clock between Lokomotiv Moscow and Ahmad Grozny, And, of course, when you win that, you will also be in the draw. OK, you'll be in the draw for two tickets to the Champions League game next Tuesday, uh, next Wednesday excuse me, uh, between Lokomotiv Moscow and Schalke, no fear. OK, so the question is this. Lokomotiv, when they first played in Europe, their very first ever game in Europe back in 1993 was against... A certain team, a very, very well known team. So, who was it? Was it A, Juventus, or B, Manchester United? So, was it A, Juventus, or B, Manchester United? Who are looking these first opponents in Europe? Plus seven, nine, two, five, one, 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 zero, five, three. Get messaging in. If you don't know the answer, there is Yandex and there is Google. So, get on those both. Right. Uh, quick update on some KHL scores. There are games going on right now. So Akbar's are 3-3 against Kundun Red Star. Uh, uh, I'm just looking across. So, uh, uh, excuse me, Vityaz uh, Podmoskovia. They, of course, they're in checkup. They are losing 3-1 to Baris Astana. Ska 2-0 up against Sibir Novosibirsk. And Dinamo Moscow are losing 2-0 at home right now. Or 4-0, excuse me, at home. So, uh running through some of the games that are coming up so tomorrow night the Moscow Derby huge one Siska are playing Spartak that is on the ice from 7.30 at the CSKA Arena on Friday Vitya's their home in Chekhov against Salavat Ulajav Ufa even at 7.30 then they go again on Sunday at 5pm against Sibir Novosibirsk. next Tuesday it's a I guess you could say it's a Moscow Oblast derby of sorts, when Vityaz, they play Avangard Omsk, who are actually now playing in Balashka. That uh, puck drops at 7.30. Also on October 2nd, that's Tuesday. Of course, there's a huge one. Ska, St. Pease, there in town to play Spartak Moscow. And of course, Scapel Sports will be there. That puck drops as well at 7.30. Now, the Moscow clubs have all shuffled around a little bit and Jokrit of Sweden, of course, they are still atop of the West. This guy They are now in second place. Spartak have edged up a wee bit into sixth. Vitesse and Dinamo. They are in ninth and tenth respectively. Peter, little, you were there last week. You were help. You were working yeah. at the uh, the Champ Talks. How did you find Julius? How how did you find him as a, as an interviewee?
4: Uh, he was uh, a, a funny a funny guy, honest guy. Uh, remember I asked him a question. I was like, "Who do you think? Who do you think was gonna is gonna win the Gagarin Cup?" And he, yeah. he gave his honest like he, he gave his honest opinion, and I I really liked that.
2: Yeah, he just said straight up, and he didn't say, "Oh, well, Spartak will do well." He had the PR director. Yeah, the like, press he, he, the he
4: didn't get offended or anything. He just yeah, like yeah, like, it was it was I I really like uh,
2: appreciate that. Did you enjoy his talk? How did you, how did you find him as a person? Yeah,
4: he's he's really like yeah, as as that he's like a funny guy. Like I would really enjoy like talking to him one on one, but uh seeing like the the montage of of all the things he did <laughs> on show. the show yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. Was, it was it was it was fun yeah i really enjoyed it
2: we're going to get him into shooting in in the near future um oh. and i mean no he will because he does this who huda show andy this where he performs after they win and so on and he, he explained where it come, he kept look we won't spoil our listeners some people know it, other people don't but it was absolutely wonderful listen to how it went on and uh he's brilliant he's really really funny he's Hilariously funny, like, and uh, and also, he's very positive, wasn't he? Yeah, 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 really, really good, not stuck up at all. Huge, big guy, as well. Like, you know, he's like, well, he's not that big, he's only about one meter. What yeah, is like, it, a,
4: 85? A, a, I think, as he said, he's like, he's not that big for like a
2: goaltender. Yeah, I, th- I thought goaltenders were a little bit shorter, but they just need to be wide, yeah, but he's not, he's just anyway, okay. Right, right, right. Uh, we are going all the way to Wicklow because right now on the phone is waiting for us is Daily Stars, big man of European football, Mr. Paul Little. Paul, how are you doing?
6: I'm good, Alan. How are you doing? I'm
2: doing brilliant. Listen, great to hear your voice, and I'm sure you're glad to hear your voice as well.
6: Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I always like to hear myself talk.
2: Ah, listen, you have a lovely voice, lovely, sweet, melodious voice. Listen, Paul, enough of the compliments for you. So, uh, isn't you the cracking article on Loco's next opponents in the Champions League? fear, of course, out of uh, Gelsenkirchen. In researching them, what what did you find out about the club and about the uh, the current setup?
6: Well, it was, I suppose the, the first thing to say, Alan, is I think they are not so well, uh, and they are sitting uh, at the bottom of the Bundesliga now having the the first league, four league games. Uh, the latest being a, a home speech to Bayern Munich at the weekend. So this is uh, in contrast to last season when they were the big story of uh, the Bundesliga, which tends to always be what's happening behind Bayern Munich as to be what's most interesting. Uh, and last year, because their manager Thomas Tuchel brought them to second place in his first season as a senior manager, and uh, which is impressive, but all the more impressive when you realise he's only thirty-two years old.
2: Of course, I mean, uh, I mean,
6: things have gone really well.
2: I, I said earlier. Sorry, I should know, yeah. uh, say that, uh, you know, like Tedesco came in from, he was like a youth manager um, and came in from, I think it was uh, Stuttgart, as far as I remember, in Hoffenheim. So he, he came in sort of a, a very unusual route, but now is heading up, you know, kind of a, a real major powerhouse in, in Germany. So, I mean, things are not going great for him right now with the club at the moment.
6: No, well, that's where it's going to be pressure now, whereas last year, I suppose he surprised everybody and Chalka surprised everybody. I think they probably surprised themselves. Uh, uh, You know, in finishing second, it was really built on a strong defense. The football wasn't particularly lovely, but it was winning football, picking up points. Uh, And so I think that was kind of a massive Uh, thing for them. But the the problem now...
2: Paul, we're just, we're just losing you right now, so just if we're, we're going to call Paul back right now in just one moment because we, uh, there was another call coming through on the line. Um, before we do, just with, with Schalke, I mean, of course, uh, Eric Stoffel says he was here was just a couple of weeks ago. Um, he's now the sports director. He was former sports director, of course, and academy director with uh, Schalke. Andy, looking at, Schal- at Schalke, I mean, they're, you know, this legendary team in Germany, sort of a real powerhouse club. This season just really, really gone off the rails for them.
3: It's been a strange one in the Bundesliga. Um, you've seen Fortuna Düsseldorf, for example, come in and, and shock a few teams, and um, Hoffenheim perhaps had a decent start, but obviously trying to balance it with the Champions League. Dortmund have gone through a weird transitional period, and Schalke seem to be doing the same. And the only team that seems to be keeping that level up each each year consistently at the moment is Bayern, of course. And of course, Schalke still one of the best players too, Bayern. So yeah. I mean, and, and you bought a.
2: Well Sebastian Rudy came in but he's so well for me he's not he's not the best one. Okay, have we got Paul back in line? Oh
0: yes we do okay. back here now,
2: yeah. Perfect, that's great. Listen, Paul, um listen to, you know, schalke they're gonna play Mines, uh Mainz um on Saturday in Gelsenkirchen. and they're hoping for their first well, first points of the season, their first point even of the season. Given their form, uh do you reckon will will locomotive get close to them?
6: Well what I saw at the weekend, I think that they are they really didn't put up much of a fight against Bayern Munich, and if you take their other results this season so far, uh, you'd have to question. I think it's probably a bit early for them. Maybe uh, this season, as you say, they, they let um, Goretzka go to, to uh, Bayern Munich. Max Meyer went to Crystal Palace, and they're missing those two and half kind of Saint Germain. So I think they they need to settle in new players like Sebastian Rudy, as you say. So it, it's a good time to play them. Uh, but locomotive, I think, are having their own problems. So uh, it's a a group that uh, we run in Europe this year, and it's difficult to judge all the sides, isn't it? Uh, But this is the best time to play show.
2: Well, that, that that's good for Lokomotiv. Of course, as you know, um, as we well, we well, you did some terrific, terrific pieces on not just Russian football, especially on Lokomotiv last year. Um, I mean, you know, th- there is that kind of tie up. A lot of a crossover between Schalke and um, and 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 uh, Schalke, or Schalke and Lokomotiv. Um, look, moving moving on uh, with the with the the next part, uh, Paul. Like you know. Let's just say, uh, we're, we're going to talk about English football right now. What do you make of your, let's say, marginally less well-paid namesake Pogba and his current travails at United?
6: Yeah, it's difficult. Uh, when you're on big money, uh, sometimes perhaps you get a big pet on him, you know?
2: <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't know. I I I get paid less than Nicky, a, a substantially less than Nicky here in the studio. So. <laughs> uh,
6: I, I think with Pogba, at the moment, it seems like a bit of a power play. Uh, where uh, there's two unhappy people at the club either Pogba thinks he can't lose he either is going to get Mourinho shifted or he's going to get moved himself uh, and so Mourinho because the club spent so much money on him and maybe doubly so because Pogba has such a good World Cup uh, and so that's making it difficult uh, much more difficult for Mourinho now than it might have been in the past
2: I mean, as Andy said earlier on, I mean, you know, it could be a case. That you know, it's easier and cheaper to sack the manager uh, than, you know, than sacking a player and getting rid of a player. So, it, do you reckon that it'll be uh, Mourinho will be uh, saying ciao first?
6: Well, you see, I think that the, he's got bigger problems or wider problems than Pogba, uh, but Pogba obviously grabs the headlines. But, but week to week, they've. they've They've struggled. I mean, they've been good some weeks. They were good in the Champions League last week. Uh, they got a good win at Watford, and then it was a disappointment at was, So they can't get that consistency. But I think his biggest problem is that he's obviously under pressure to produce a certain brand of football that is the, is the opposite to what he would normally produce and what he's good at. He reminds me to some extent of when Gerard Julio was at Liverpool, and in his last season, maybe when he really went for the, to try and win the title, they finished second a few years before. Uh, and he was looking to play more expansive football, but he's like Mourinho, he's much more conservative in outlook. And what seemed to happen when they try to play more expansively is that gaps open up all over the pitch, they lose their compactness, and like Julio, Mourinho struggles to try and find a way to keep compact while on the front foot, I think. Uh, Mm. And so I I think that it's probably just not a good fit, really, for the at the moment, it seems. And I don't think now that he's got a contract extension uh, that he'd be too sorry
2: if he was show the door. He'd make a lot of money out of it.
3: Uh, Andy, Andy here beside me has a question for you. Hi, Paul. Just a quick one about hey, over in Anfield. I mean, Manchester United must be looking on with a lot of jealousy at the moment about what's happening there. Can Liverpool keep it up considering this t- tonight is obviously the Carabao Cup against Chelsea? Can they keep it going on all fronts? Uh,
6: I think, Andy, they've, they've, they've got a great chance this year, uh, to be honest. It's probably their best chance of Brendan Rodgers' first season or second season at Anfield. but I think they're better set up that was a surprise back then this time they've built a squad uh, I mean, when only have to look at their League Cup uh, line-up tonight and you get a sense uh, of how much stronger they are uh, than a couple of seasons ago I mean, tonight they're bringing in Fabinho, Keita, Milner in midfield uh, they've got security up front with Sturridge uh, and, and Mane, so a couple of years ago they couldn't do the squad like that I think or, or a second spring like that so that's going to be critical over the length of the season but it's a long season
3: yeah they're big and players to call on, aren't they
6: yeah the experience of City might be just too much of them over the length of the season
3: going on to the Champions League last week any big shocks for you aside from Cristiano's red card <laughs>
6: uh, I think well obviously Dion winning in Manchester was a, was a shock I think nobody really necessarily saw that coming Leon has started slowly in France, but have started to pick up again a little bit recently. Uh, and I'm sure this result was further on. I, I, in the run-up to the game, Guardiola was talking about uh, complacency. Uh, and he was worried that the players might show complacency. And it seems like the message didn't get through to the to the team. And uh, uh, So that was the big shock of the week, I think. But you'd imagine that they they wouldn't let it happen again.
3: Yeah, it just goes to show what one result can do as well. Leon then pumped Marseille for four, didn't they, the exactly, game afterwards? Exactly. Well, Mar-
2: well, Marseille did get beaten fairly badly at home by uh, Eintracht. So let's, well, let's, let's go on. I'm, I'm still glorying in that, Paul. Uh, Paul, listen, um, <laughs> next week, apart from Loco Schalke, which, which you know, well, listen, let's just talk about Loco Schalke before we get to break. Paul, um, if you were to put your bottom dollar, I know you're not a gambling man, but if you put your bottom dollar, uh, what do you reckon the result will be? Home win, away win, or a draw?
6: I'd like to say home win for you, Alan. (laughs) Um, But I'm suspecting a draw. Schalke did enough against Porto, who are kind of difficult enough, you know, perennials in the Champions League. So I have a feeling Schalke are struggling to score goals, and that might continue. Uh, so we'll
2: go for a draw. That's good because tonight, right now, as as we're speaking, it kicked off at uh, nine o'clock, and Lokomotiv already one nil down in that new beautiful stadium in Kaliningrad, one nil down against Baltic, of course, of the FNL. Uh, so just so you know, I think I think Mr. Shoma he'll be looking for a win on Saturday and at least a draw next Wednesday. So uh, Paul, Paul Little of the Daily Star, a, an absolute pleasure and honour to have you on. Thank you so much. Thanks, thank you, guys. See you now. Have a great evening. Okay, of course, that was Paul Little of the Daily Star. We're going to go to break now in just a moment. And we're going to have a chat, of course, after, in the third segment about Russian football, English football, and also about that strange decision, um, or, well, not, I can't say strange decision, but the unusual decision to bring Rosada, the Russian anti-doping, back into the fold. We'll have a chat about that after the break. Right now, though, uh, we're going to go out, which kind of, I can't say it's a romantic song, but let's just say it is. This is uh, Jet and Are You Gonna Be My Girl.
1: Sports with Alan Moore. Who
3: that hate me, but I think I have a long list of people who moderately dislike me. <laughs> you can really
7: taste the Soviet Union in a larder. You know, there's like a, well, you can smell petrol. That's the main thing. That's the main thing you notice, to be honest. And actually, the, the a larder doesn't start just by turning the key. You also have to still sort of go, oh, <laughs> s-. There's s***. Like, there's like an element of that, like,
5: oh, British we people. We gave you a language. Oh, British For people. God's sake, I wish you'd use it. <laughs>
1: ow, ow. Every Thursday at 9 p.m. Capital Stand Up with Steve Foreman on Capital FM Moscow. Are you, serious? you got a date line. Capital Commercial. Студия у метро Жилой комплекс Новоград Павлина от группы компаний Миц. Ищите нас по запросу Новоград Павлина или звоните 495 106 0102. ООО.
6: МИЦ Инвестстрой. Проектная декларация на сайте www новоградпавлина. ру.
1: With Alan Moore.
2: Okay, welcome back for segment three. Of course, you know when that music sounds. Football is going to start here in Russia. So it's all Russian football. Well, we've a bit of English football thrown in as well. Of course, we've got Andrew McLean's tips for the weekend, so you can make a little bit of money to treat your spouse or whoever you want to treat. Treat yourself, even, for a little bit of a, a bit of fun next week. OK, so before we begin, because the Russian Cup, of course, is ongoing right now, as I said, uh, look, there they were 1-0 down just a few minutes ago. The game kicked off uh, at 9 o'clock, 1-0 down, of course. Oh, it said now 1-1, one, one, excuse me. And uh, Dinamo Moscow, they are 1-0 up in the Moscow Derby against Torpedo. But first, Alex B is in the studio. Alex, uh, you wanted to give a little bit of information to our listeners about that situation with the Omsk Arena. What's going on there?
8: Ah, uh, yes. Uh, a recent inspection showed that uh, 90% of the Omsk Arena is in critical condition. And okay, hold on, hold on.
2: Just... Critical condition, what does that mean?
8: It means that it's pretty much falling apart. <laughs>
2: that's right. So it's going to fall down. Okay. All yeah. right. Not a good thing. Okay. Go
8: ahead. Uh, which is quite unfortunate because it opened in 2007. So that's like 11 years and it's already in such bad
2: condition. In fact, um, I mean, Jiglis last for 30 years. Like cars yeah. last for 30 years. You just hit them with a hammer and it goes. You yeah. hit that on screen with a hammer. It's going to go, <laughs> oh, but in no, a, a different way. During
8: <laughs> the inspection itself, parts, like, parts of the arena were shattering while the inspection was going on. So... Obviously, uh, in simple terms, uh, having games in that arena is simply not the move. But so, um, oh, okay, that's what they're playing in Balashiko. Yes,
2: yeah, so that's okay. what so they move to Look but Balashica. don't touch. Exactly. What, you, Peter, you want to jump in on something there? I'm going to say something smart.
4: No, nah, it's just because you were like, when, wait, don't hit it with a hammer. I was like, yeah, if you hit it, it shatters.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'll just fall apart. You yeah, know, like
4: in, in the cartoons when they hit it and it's just like,
2: it's like, it's like, it's like dust. I think it could actually be like that in Omsk. I mean, that is kind of scary. That is scary. So, um, okay, actually, Alex, don't, don't go away there because we're going to come back on, on with you about uh, uh, doping in just a few minutes. So, okay, we're going to begin before Peter does give us a rundown for the leagues uh, this weekend and, and he gives us our tips. Uh, we're going to begin with the Russian Cup. We've had results. Some of them are already in, of course, Arborg They won out in Barnaul against Dynamo 2-0. Of course, that is... Uh, the hometown of the former guest of ours, Mr. Alexei Smertin, Jurole Katrinienburg, they won a tight one in Tatarstan against Neftimik Nizhny 3 2. Arsene Tula, they won out on Russia's largest island. Yeah, I learned that because of a quiz. They won, they beat Sakhalin 2-1. And Ahmad, they squeezed through on penalties 4-2 after a 3-3 draw out in Haberos. Now, what else has been happening today? Uh, Rubin, they uh, beat Himke 1-0. And G, they squeaked through against Chaika 2-1. Chaika, of course, named after the owner of the club. I think it's Ivan or Yuri Chaika. There you go, Andy. I mean, you can learn something new every day. I'm telling you something, I'm I'm, I'm flying today. Okay, it was. (laughs) In every sense. Nil nil between Nizhny Novgorod and uh, Ufa, but. The underdogs, Nizh got they won 5-3 on penalties to go through to the next round, knocking out Ufa. Uh, Dinamo, um, Moscow are 1-0 up out against Torpedo in Stresov Arena. Uh, Baltica, that is 1-1 between them and Lokomotiv. Tomorrow sees Avangard, Kursk last year's finals. They are hosting Krasnodar at 5 o'clock down in Kursk. bob they face Samara side, Krilyosovitov, that kicks off at 730 and in almost, well, in two weeks' time, Chumen they are hosting Siska Moscow out in Chumen. Uh, we don't know what time to going to kick off. It could be any time today. Who knows? We're here in Russia. Okay. Uh, in the Premier League last weekend, imagine, Andy, not a single Moscow club won. It's bizarre, yeah,
3: but I guess a few of them were playing against each other.
2: That is true, yeah. There was a draw, so two of them did draw, as you said, against each other. So it was a big Moscow Derby ended 1 1 between Siska and Spartak. Both lost further ground on Zeny 2 1. Pretty much had a counter against Lokomotiv 5 3 up there in St. Petersburg. The scoreline, it didn't, you know, it doesn't look too bad. But, my goodness, was their drama? They did switch off, uh, coming towards the end, switching with their 4-1 ahead. It was 1-1, of course, at halftime. Local fans, they turned badly on coach Yuri Siomin, And it got worse when the space of four minutes, Dimitri Tarasov, because we were texting each other at that time, yeah. Tarasov. Two yellow cards in four minutes. He came on, he came on, and was sent off four minutes later.
3: It was a bit of a, you know, perhaps the referee could have avoided the second one for the little tug, but... Yeah, it was a difficult... Uh, yeah, refer- well, look, I mean... Away from home as well.
2: And you don't do that when you give away already a yellow card. But anyway, so Zenit, they are top of the table. Spartak are fourth, Siska they're fifth, and I'm off ninth, and Moscow, or sorry, Lokomotiv, Moscow, in a lowly 11. Just two points outside the relegation battle. Listen, uh, just speaking of that, before we go on to Peter and the fixtures for this weekend, if, if Lokomotiv don't win this weekend and if things don't go their way well, well I mean the cup is going on right now but if things go their way it's going to be very difficult for uh, Yuri Shomin to stay in place
3: just watching them at the weekend against Zenit I mean this is the, the league the, the reigning league champions and at stages of the game they were playing with seven in a line along the back Chatov's second goal if you watch it back nobody is at the edge of the box where he is and they have literally seven all the way across the line and nobody picking up runners Two or three times that happened. It was just so frustrating to watch because when they did go forward, they had a bit of sparkle to them that they perhaps They're were missing. In forward. yeah, I mean, they were missing that in other weeks. And then I don't, I really don't know what was going through his head with the back five rolling into a seven.
2: No, I, I, I really think that Sioman, he is, a, he's a quite a negative coach. I mean, look, he's done very, very well. He was a great coach in the past. I mean, he got Lokomotiv into Europe in the first time. Stabilized the club. Has done well. Did well to get them over the line last year, but now I don't know. I mean,
3: if you look at what's happened over in Spartak as well with Carrera, I mean, they're doing well, but the club are still looking to get rid of them. It just seems like Schumans doubting his own players now, whereas last season he was encouraging them. And perhaps there's a similar scenario happening at Man United, where the coach is actually outwardly saying they're lacking intensity. Mourinho said they'd, they'd already lost that penalty shootout when Phil Jones and Eric Bay were coming up to take it. I mean, that's just terrible. You need to like back it. your players in public and. I think playing seven at the back is not really backing them in public. No, especially because they have one of the best squads in the league. They, they, have a, they have a top, for me, they have a top four squad.
2: You know, they have a top Easily, four squad yeah. for sure. And I mean, they've just been, I don't know, uh, maybe maybe he's looking for a big payoff, but he only has you know, less than a year left in his contract, so it doesn't make sense. Okay, Peter, uh, what's happening this weekend in Russia? Give us a rundown.
4: All right, uh, Friday we have uh, CSKA and Orenborg at 530 uh, then on uh, Saturday, we have uh, Ural versus Arsenal at 11.30. Then we have Ufa versus Yenisei at uh, 4.30. Uh, and then at 7, we have Lokomotiv and Ahmad.
2: Okay, so that's, that's the Saturday games. Uh, of course, so the, the, the game on Friday, of course, out near the Kazakhstan border, uh, Siskar playing Orenborg. That's going to be a tough one for the travel for them. But um, what you reckon? Lokomotiv, Ahmad, I mean, they They need to win.
3: They have to, and I don't think they can play so negatively again. I could see both teams to score, but I'm not sure on the result because Akmat have actually looked quite, quite fluid and, and hit a little bit of form in the last couple of weeks, and yeah. I think they're a dangerous team. And if Lokomotiv start cagely, I think they could be there for the taking.
2: Yeah, especially you know, like uh, you know, when you just look at Ahmad, they have a decent side as well. They're well drilled. They 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 play a good brand of football as well. So. Yeah,
3: we watched them last season at Lokomotiv, and their movement was very good, and it yeah. it, it created space, and the ageing centre back struggled to pick up runners coming inside.
2: And they still have Charluca there at the back this year, which I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I've, as much I as like Vedran, I think you know. Uh, against you know, fast sprinters, he's, he's not going to hold his own. No. The legs aren't there. Okay, uh, Peter, what else have we got? What's starting on Sunday?
4: Yeah, uh, Sunday we have Anji and Zenit at 2 o'clock. Then uh, Dinamo and Krasnodar at 4.30. Spartak at Rostov at 7.00. And 7.30, krylia Savedov and Rubin.
2: Well, on Monday that had Rubin game. That's, that's tasty enough. But Spartak-Rostov, I mean, that, that's a tasty enough looking game
3: just Carpin returning back there is, is giving it an extra bit of bite. But yeah, that, that should be a really an interesting game with one team that started the season really well and one team that's been decent, but going through a little bit of a, a, a wet patch, shall we say.
2: Yeah, I mean, because I mean, Carpin, I mean, he, you know, as general director, he he presided well because he brought in Unoy Emery, then got rid of him, then took over his post and so on. But I mean, maybe he's badly advised to have done that. But um, I don't know what... Do you reckon, do, they have, do, like, do Spartak have a, a, a chance to kind of get back on track a little bit before you go back into Europe?
3: Yeah, I think so. And I think playing at home this weekend will certainly help. Obviously, they were away at TSKA, then away in Vienna. So just to get back on, on home soil, I think, should be enough to get the fans behind them again and, and, and get their season back on track momentarily. Good. Okay. Now, before, before, because we only have been a few minutes left to, to message in for those
2: two VIP ultra deluxe tickets to uh, Friday, Saturday night's game, you can join us at the Capital Sports Studio in Lokomotiv Moscow as well. The question is, who did Lokomotiv Moscow first play in Europe? Who were the first opponents? Was it A Juventus or was it B Manchester United? Plus seven ninety five one 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 zero five three. You've got a few minutes left for that, folks. Okay, Peter, what is going on in England this weekend? All
4: right, uh, Saturday we have uh, West Ham, Man United at two thirty. Then we have six games uh, at five o'clock. It's Arsenal, uh, Waterford, Everton, Fulham, uh, Huddersfield, Spurs, uh, Man City,
2: uh, Brighton, and Newcastle, uh, Leicester. And Wolves, South, Southampton.
3: OK, Andy, what, what, what takes your fancy there this weekend? I think Wolves have scored plenty of goals in the second half so far this season. Unfortunately for you, Alan, one was against West Ham very yeah, late. I know, up. I know. So I'm going for a Wolves second half goal. OK. And then I'd be looking at Arsenal to end Watford's little, well, perky start to the season. Obviously, they got slightly put back in their place by Manchester United. So I'm going to go for an Arsenal, both teams to score, win. Okay, so just recap it there. So in Russia, what do you reckon? Russia, I think Krasnodar will continue their good run of form against Dinamo Moscow, who haven't won now in three games. And I'd be looking at Ufa to get their season back on track against the new boys, Yenisei. Very, okay, very, very good. Okay, nice, nice little picks there. Okay,
2: so uh, moving on from that, we're going to ha- have a little bit of chat now about that that momentous decision. Of course, I was going to say about Anthony Joshua beating uh, an, an Ergesu, uh, Russian State Social University graduate, Alexander Pavlyatkin. Um The weirdest thing about that fight was the fact that Pavetkin was leading, for me, he was leading at least by two rounds, but the judges, one judge had 5-1. I don't understand. Okay, he got knocked out, he got beaten, so on and so forth, but it just shows that you cannot after the Golovkin fight you cannot trust boxing judges they are just absolutely I don't know hopeless
3: hopeless. they see what they want to see I think I mean yeah I'd, I'd, I'd agree I thought Pivetkin had him slightly perturbed for a, at least three or four rounds with some good body shots and yeah
2: I don't think Pivetkin is a great fighter but he's you know he's tough he's durable like he's um, he sort of like blows up every so often but he, yeah. he is a decent fighter so. I think he got his tactics right Alex, you want to jump on and oh, I
8: think Anthony Joshua won pretty convincingly for me, actually, because they're both hard hitters. And uh, I think in the seventh round, just it just didn't work out for Alexander Povetkin. Honestly, I think he knocked him down twice. And at this point, like...
2: Well, well P- Povetkin is a guy. He just, he does tend to blow up. I remember it was with, uh, for, you no, 2014, when he fought for the world title, he just, he blew up as well. He hasn't got oh, yeah. that strength.
8: Well, I mean, um, he's 39 years old, and Anthony Joshua's 28. Exactly. He's had one hell of a career. Hasn't
2: he? Exactly, and Anthony Joshua is, of course, looked after and tested by UCAD UK Anti-Doping, which, of course, came in here to clean up Russian anti-doping. Uh, and I mean, you, in the UK, there's questions about cycling, about football. Anyway. Talking about anti-doping, we have the whole Wada scandal. Of course, last weekend, of course, I was in with uh, RT and many other places last week. Talking about it, right after Champ talks, actually, we were on. So um, Rosada accepted back into the anti-doping family or the mafia clan that is Wada. Um, <laughs> it's the weirdest, weirdest situation, Peter. What, what was your take on it?
4: I don't know. Like, it's just. I mean, I'm not really like uh, like I, I don't really know what to say on this. It's just haven't we like. Like by we I mean the Russian people have like had enough of this. Like we had to uh, go into the Olympics without like uh, wearing our own flags. No, no, get, like him, and it was just I don't know. It was just like why, like why bring it up again?
2: I mean, Andy, you had, you had a good point. About what great, great was you were saying? Because Russia were like excluded for three years, were were stigmatized, were everyone's favorite whipping boy. But it had to come to an end sometime.
3: Yeah, to some extent, I think that the crime perhaps. And the punishments sort of fitted to each other to begin with. But as Craig Reedy said, it's gone on for three years now and Russia's not going to agree to those last two bits of the criteria that were laid out to them. And so he's found an agreement whereby they have in many ways agreed to both of those bits, but just to a slightly lesser extent in terms of the the public uh, admittance to it being state-sponsored. Which I think people outside of Russia will take in a very different way of it coming right from the top and being Ex- exactly, if yeah. that was the other way around and it was the UK that had been accused of it, it would be that an official within UCAD had organized it. So state sponsored or, you know, admitting an official was part of it. I mean,
2: and of course the, the, the gentleman who organized all Mr. Rotchenkov uh, ran away with a lot of samples, a lot of details. And had his own had his own sort of uh, mafia of making sure people were clean results and so on and so forth. So I mean, it's a it's a huge big mess. But I guess you know all I guess <laughs> all is well that ends well with it. But it has a long way to
3: run. But you know, I think it's it's one big step in the right direction for, for Russia.
2: So yeah, I think I think for anti doping in general. Because look, there will never, we will never, folks, listen, trust me on this. I've seen it from the inside. We will never be rid of doping in sports. We'll never be rid of. You know, if people want to say, okay, well, I'll turn right where I shouldn't turn right with my car, it's inhuman nature to do it. And when it comes to such amount of money and glory, and also there's a lot of quite stupid people as well who want to try and look better and so on and so forth or want to do better, they're going to dope. So, okay, before we go out, we're going to run away now into the night. Uh, Mickey he will be very happy to get rid of us from the studio. Uh Those matches that uh, are ongoing, still 1-0, 1-0 between uh, Dinamo, which is across the city here, and... And double check this yes it is 1-0 between Dinamo and Torpedo does come to an end it is still 1-1 it is uh, half time of course in Kaliningrad between Baltica and Lokomotiv ok we're going to wait into the good night Peter thank you very much for your time this evening
4: uh, thank you for having me
2: Alex thank you too thank you and Andy I'm hoping those tips can come home this weekend you're making me a very happy man yeah, it wasn't so good last week. Hopefully, we'll get right back on track this we, time. We will. Nikki, thank you for making me a happy man as well this evening. Thank
0: you. Thank you, okay. Alan, for coming by.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and for putting lipstick on my cheek, of course, as well. I've went, let's, enough about that. It's all on camera, if you want to <laughs> Exactly. It, is, it was live online. Right, we are going to go in tonight. We're going to... Look, the weekend starts now, okay? The, the weekend officially starts now with us tonight. It's almost 10 o'clock here in Moscow. Wherever it is where you are, start your party. Just like the Black Eyed Peas, break out your pod, and let's get this party started. I'm Alan Moore. We'll talk to you next week
1: sports with Alan Moore
3: and the Bass Running, running,
1: and running, running, and running, running, and running, running, and running,
5: running, and running, running and In this context, there's no disrespect. So when I bust my round, you break your necks. We got five minutes for us to disconnect from all intellect and let the rhythm affect we lose our inhibition. Follow your intuition, free your inner soul and break away from tradition. Cause when we be out, girl, it's full of out. You wouldn't believe how we wow. Turn it till it's bird out, turn it till it's burned out. From Northwest, east Side. Everybody, yeah. everybody, yeah. let's get into it. Yeah. Get stoned. Get, get, get it started. Get it started. get us started. Let's A body and soul. Don't move too fast. People just take it slow. Don't get ahead. Just jump into it. Y'all hear about it? The people do it. Get started. Get stupid. Don't want nobody.